Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Influential Personal Brand, AJ Vaden here. And today is super awesome and exciting because we're going to talk about podcasting on the podcast. One of the things I was just sharing with our awesome guest, Carly, who I'll introduce in just a second is there are probably within our community, the probably one of the most consistent requests that we've been getting here lately is, how do you know when you should do a podcast? Or, hey, I've been thinking about doing a podcast. How do I get started? Or, hey, I have a podcast and now it's taking off, but it's a lot of work for me to keep up with. Or, hey, I have this podcast and it's not taking off. and I don't know what to do about it. And so we decided to just have an awesome conversation with one of our brand implementation partners, We Edit Podcast, who we have used since the beginning of this podcast. But this is our second podcast with We Edit Podcast. We actually use them in our former podcast, but Carly might know more than me how many episodes you guys have produced for us thus far, but we are five years and some change in, well over a hundred episodes. And so I just thought what a great way to both highlight what we've been able to do through the lens of podcasting. And it's been such a gift for us, but also talk about it with the person who's actually helping us behind the scenes, bring this to life and make this a reality. So if you're someone who is a podcaster, who wants to be a podcaster, or who just likes listening to podcasts, this is a great episode for you today. So stick around if you want to learn about the world of podcasting and how to make it work for you. Now, let me introduce you to Carly, who is the founder and CEO of We Edit Podcast. She's also a full-time mama, which I personally relate to, and I love that. But We Edit Podcast is a full-service podcast production agency. You guys have been around since 2015. I'm positively sure we've been using you since you started in business. It's been a long time. But you guys work with anyone from podcasts made up from Fortune 100 companies to celebrities, entrepreneurs, small business owners, authors, speakers, thought leaders, and everyone in between. And so, well, I guess without further ado, Carly, welcome to the show. Thanks, AJ. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited for this conversation because, you know, if I'm not doing something about podcasting, then what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) I love this conversation too, because right before I hit record, I had said, hey, I'd really love for you to tell everyone, how'd you get into this? Why did you get into this? Because I mean, I know podcasts are wickedly important today in terms of just, I mean, I think it's more than 51% of Americans say that they listen to a podcast almost on a daily basis. But when you started this in 2015, I don't imagine that was the case. I know it's grown exponentially since then. So why did you get into this? My gosh. So I feel like we should backtrack in time for this one. It's honestly such a memory lane thing. But, you know, I had been freshly graduated on a university with my 
bachelor's of commerce in my pocket. Here I go. I had actually moved across to South Africa to plan a wedding. And then after that all happened, we decided to do an impromptu travel through Southeast Asia for our honeymoon slash I don't really know what we're up to, just traveling around. And my husband had launched his podcast that year prior to that. And so he was spending so much time, obviously interviewing guests, going through the process and then sitting there editing his show. And I'm like, man, we could be doing something else right about now. Like, is there somebody that can help you with this? And he's like, you know, there's probably some freelancers doing editing work and all this stuff. Some people that he know, but there's not really like a company that you can just submit, click and wait for the whole thing to happen. And I was like, hey, here's an idea. Why don't we do something like that? Why don't we just step into this world of helping people with their podcast. And voila, there it was. We had a podcast was born. <laughs> I love stories like that because it starts with your own need. It's like, if I exactly. can solve this you know, need for myself, solve this problem for myself, then surely I can solve it for someone else. And I love it when stories start like that because it's organic and it's like, we got a problem, let's fix it. And then let's help other people fix it too. Exactly. That's how it goes. <laughs> and now eight years in, Oh my gosh, it's grown to something I couldn't even have imagined back then, right? I mean, mean, it's pretty awesome. And I just know that you guys are such a great partner for us and you guys do such a great job. And so I'm really excited to hear some of your thoughts behind the scenes of podcasting, right? Because that most people listen to the finished product. Everyone listening right now, you're going to be listening to the finished product, but Carly and I are here sitting at the beginning of the product. And there's this whole middle part that nobody sees between this raw recording and then what actually gets published. And so I would love to talk about all the things that happen in between that people don't realize and then very quickly get overwhelmed with in this passion idea they had all of a sudden turns into a really big burden. So here's my first question for you. (laughs) What would you say uh, is the biggest obstacle that individuals face when not even starting, but like, just what do they face when it comes to actually getting their podcast out into the world? So a lot of times, like I even think back to myself back then, I had no knowledge about editing a podcast. Like, what did I know about any of that technical stuff? It's quite Mm -hmm. technical if you want to go into it. I mean, there's a lot of options to do raw podcasts and just put out whatever you record. But if you want that finished, polished look and sound, then you're going to have to invest in knowing what it takes to edit. And so people just get thrown off of that and they're like, oh, I don't even know how to do that. So... I'm not even going to get started. I mean, never mind this latest age of video podcasting. How do I even set up a camera that isn't a FaceTime or a, you know, this and that? What do I plug in? Which headphones, which this? So you can become very overwhelmed initially with that initial start, you know, like, where do I even start? Because some people think, oh, it's going to be about, I don't know what to talk about. No, that's not true. A lot of people have their why. They know what they're going to say. It's just like, Now, how do I connect that to essentially a podcast? That's a great question. So what would you say are the most important technical pieces or equipment that people need to have at the very most basic level to go, if you really want to do this so people actually listen to it, you should probably invest in blank. (laughs) Blank. What is that? 
What I suggest is go into your listener's shoes. What do they want to hear? Do they want to hear you like in a microphone doing a weird sounding podcast? No, they want to hear you loud and clear. They are not there to try and decipher what you're saying. So invest in a microphone. I mean, the barrier to entry for podcasts is so low. You don't need to invest in a huge setup or full-scale production. There's other options available to you. Like you can rent a studio. You can ask somebody who's already had a setup, hey, can you show me the ropes? Can you show me what works for you, what doesn't? I mean, if you look online right now, the blog posts out there about how to start a podcast, it's like the number is infinite right now. So you can find that information so easily and people go through it. They step-by-step walk you through each microphone option, each headphone option, the recording software that you can use, everything that you can find out is out there. So you can do some research, find out what works for your budget, what works for your commitment and time and everything. And what kind of quality do you want? Do you want something that's a live show and you're sitting with somebody in a room chatting? Sure, go for that option. Then just kind of find out what is it that you want to give your listeners and then go from there. Mm, I love that because it really is so varied in terms of how advanced and how all in show production value do you want to go versus, hey, I'm I'm just getting started. I, I hope that my parents listen. I don't know about anybody else, right? There's a lot of in between there. Do you have a favorite microphone that you're like, man, this is just a go-to? I'm loving this one. Yeah, which one is this that? Is the Sure SM7B. You sure, got the MS7B. SM7B. You get a smaller one too. That's a a lower price point, which is also the sure one, which is great. But there's a ton of new ones always coming out right now. Like you can even use your headphones from your AirPods or whatever you want to, if you aren't ready to commit to something. But honestly, the quality just makes a huge difference. And then when you do choose something like an editor or someone who can help produce your podcast, it's much easier on their side too, because they can't out of thin air create great quality audio, but they can work with your audio when it's got a base level standard that is good and make it polished. That's important because I think one of the initial tips that we got when we first started our podcast and our first podcast, I don't even know when we started, it was a long time ago, maybe 2008, 9, 10. I don't know. It was a long time ago. And we did not invest into good equipment for a long time until finally someone said to us, you know, we really love the content, but it's so miserable to listen to. And I was like, are you saying my voice is miserable? And they were like, no, like the audio goes up and down. And half the time, it sounds like you're in an echo chamber. And it wasn't until that we actually sat down, which is pro tip number one, listen to your own podcast. We sat down and listened and we're like, oh my gosh, this is what people have been listening to. This is horrible. If you haven't listened to your own podcast, go listen to your own podcast. And you'll know in a gif, what you need to make quick adjustments for. And 95% of the time, I bet it's audio. I bet it's audio. And if you have good audio, to your point, Carly, it's easier for the editors behind the scenes to make it even better. Exactly. Just how you said it right there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's true. It's like, I think about the best podcast that I listen to and it sounds like it's a high production show, 
even though I know it's them in their home office with a microphone, but it sounds so good. And it's so easy to listen to regardless of how many people are, you know, watching the video versions, most people are still listening to the audio most of the time. And so really ramping up on the audio production makes a big difference. So here's my next question, because I have a long list. I know I sent you, (laughs) we're not going to have time to get to all these, but here we go. What would you say is the first step for that person who is going, I've always wanted to start one. I just haven't known what the first step is. What would you say is the first step to creating and launching a podcast? What's interesting, I was chatting to someone the other day about their process of starting their podcast. And they said, you know what? I actually sat down and decided what is my content strategy basically for my podcast? And you decide on the form. Is it going to be interview style? Are you going to do a solo podcast? Are you going to do live events? So when you hone on that side of things, then you can kind of get a direction. Okay. So if I'm going to do guests, now I have to email all these guests find somebody to come on my show, book it all in. So it's a whole process and you have to plan it on calendars, not only yours, right? Because they're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to start interviewing today. Oh, sure. I'm available. No, they're booking out too. So you have to put that all into your planning. And then the interesting thing about that is trying to find out when you're going to launch, which episode, is it going to coincide with that guest's book launch or something to help them out? How can you make it more inviting for them to say, hey, yes, that sounds like a great time for me to come on. But that's the thing. A lot of us have our why. We're already doing it in our business. Like for me, I'm already working in the podcast industry. So for me launching a podcast, I know what my why is. I want to teach podcasters or help them or give them tools. Okay, great. That's what I've got. But how am I going to convey that? What am I going to do to get my message across in the most effective way? So I would say you just have to put that type of planning into your content to begin with before you go off on a whim, like, I'm just going to try out anything. That's not to say you can't experiment with your podcast format. Sure, be adaptable, be open to change, but have some kind of plan so that when you're starting out, even if you start with step one, your step three might change. But hey, you had a step three to begin with. So you have somewhere to aim to when you're starting your podcast. Yeah, I think that's really a wise sage advice because... Otherwise, we're just stuck in analysis paralysis. It's like, oh, there's all these different options. What should I do? And it's like, no, just pick one. You can change it later, but just pick one. Since you listen to, or at least your team listens to a ton of these as you're editing, do you see that there is a very common format that most people are still doing today? Yeah. I mean, it depends on how often they're publishing their episodes. So if they're doing a few a week, then there's quite a variety in there. Like a sample for you guys, you have the interview and then you have your recap. So that makes for great content for you to put out. But if you're not somebody who's doing a recap or multiple episodes in a week, then you kind of have one format, you're sticking to it, it's working for you. And that's the way that you go. But Yeah, people love guest interviews because it's bringing the experts on. It's getting down to the nitty gritty of your topic at hand. And it helps to create variety because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I can't think about committing to 100 episodes. What am I going to talk about for 100 episodes about the same topic? Voila, guests enter in guests. That is how you do it because every guest that you bring on, expert that you bring on, 
or even like everyday human in the street that you bring on mm. about this topic will have a unique point of view. And then you can find a way to create variety for your content. Yeah, like even to that, and I'm glad I'm actually really glad you brought that up because we decided in the very beginning that we were going to do our full interview episodes, and then we would do like our version of like a Cliff Notes episode that was like much shorter. But I will tell you consistently, and we track this pretty diligently, and this potentially is maybe just a tiniest bit of an exaggeration, but I bet we still get ten times the downloads on our interview format than we do on our solo recaps. So then we've had this debate internally, well, then why are we still doing them? And <laughs> we have basically decided like that is our form of content repurposing. We may not be getting a ton of downloads on the recap episodes, but it's giving us a whole new set of well-produced video and audio content that we can then repurpose for blog and social media content and it's original and it's now you have this amazing one hour interview that you can recap into a 10 to 15 minute recap where you're not having to come up with all new content topics all the time that you're pulling from these expert interviews and it's allowing us to take our spin, our take on it. And it's a way of not necessarily are we expecting to grow the podcast with these recaps at this point. It's pretty much proven we're not going to be doing that. But it has been an amazing tool to give us fresh new ideas and takes and twists on things to have fresh content that we can then repurpose for blogs, blogs, social media, and other things. So I would just second, I was curious, it's at least on our show anyway, the solo episodes so far underperform compared to the interview format. And I would even say, our video show, our YouTube show version versus just the normal audio doesn't even compare. It's audio downloads, 10X and interview format. That's by far the runaway winner in our tiny little micro example. People love the conversation format as you're beginning into those stages. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. I also have this question, and this is totally your opinion. You don't need any facts behind it. But since this is your world and it has been your world for a really long time, I would love to know, what do you think makes a great podcast? Oh my gosh. Well, I know what the result is. Like if the result is an engaged, I'm not even going to say audience, but community around your podcast, that is like the result <laughs> that you want. But honestly, what you're saying there, 
the reason that your interviews are performing so well is because you're blending your audience with their audience, your guest audience. So then it's like you're saying 10xing your community around that episode. So how can it not be more valuable in the end? Yeah, to me, because I've been seen so many different podcasts and obviously listen to a ton and I'm venturing into the world of being on more of them. Some of the things that catch me in a podcast is the vulnerability and realness. Like if you are super staged and everything is perfect to a matter, you kind of lose that little tug on the heart almost for me. So for me, when I listen to my personal podcast, things that I find the most valuable and the most amazing podcast is like, there's something that really resonates with me on a personal front. Like whether it's to do with your mom's, like the way that your mom taught you how to do this and that. And somebody mentions it about their mom or something. And then it's like, oh my gosh. Or whether it's with my kids or something to do with everyday life or like a personal failure in my business or something that I can totally relate to on a raw, vulnerable level. That's gold because not a lot of people are open to being vulnerable on podcasts because you want to be super, Mm -hmm. you know, don't make a mistake. Don't say something inappropriate. So that's what I go for in podcasts. Yeah. And I think it's probably true across the board at some level because if you really think about it, Most people are not in this anymore just for the information. You can get information in a multitude of ways. I mean, think about all the ways. It's like there are blogs out of the wazoo. There's, I don't even know how many podcasts, but a lot. There's YouTube shows now. There's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's whatever this new one is, threads, can't even keep up. Like there are so many content mediums. It's it's not so much that people are going there for the information, it's the way that you deliver the information. It's your take on it. It's with your personality, your spin, your uniqueness, your story, your experiences. And if you're willing to share that part of you, the vulnerable part, that is what catches. Yeah, totally. And the thing is like, it could be vulnerability too, but it could be comedy. Like some of the comedy podcasts out there, they draw me in because sometimes I'm just like, man, I need a good laugh. And obviously people have the habit of scrolling social media for those things, me included, right? Because you're watching all these funny reels and things. But if you've listened to comedy or like comedians on podcasts, it is hilarious. And it just takes you right out of where you are into their world of comedy. And it's just, you could be watching a show if you close your eyes, you know, that's where you can imagine you are. So yeah, you're right. It's just connecting on that level of their experience and the way they deliver it. Yeah. So why do you think podcasts have taken off the way that they have? Oh my gosh. Cause I've like, honestly, podcast has been around so long. And to answer your question about how many podcasts, the latest was there's almost 5 million out there. And in this last week, there's like 200,000 new episodes that were launched and oh yeah, the stats are insane, but don't let that scare you off. <laughs> Cause honestly, everybody's got their little corner of the world that they can talk about. But I think it's become so powerful because people are not only doing it just because, hey, I should start a podcast. This is what I should be doing. It's because they want to. They're marrying it with what they're already doing, either in their life or their business or the way that they know that they love to influence people. So it's become an extension of who they are already. So I find that that's one of the main reasons people are getting on the mic and just doing what they love. And I mean, for us too, as the host, right? It's a thrill to meet with other people who, and learn about them. 
Because mm-hmm. like we want to learn too. That's why we're here. We're here. We're curious. We want to learn something new. And when we get in touch and like one-on-one with these experts, it's like a free learning experience. And if you're willing to put in the work and the commitment, that's what you're going to get out of it. I love that. And I tell people all the time that there's this hidden benefit, this hidden perk of getting to be the host of a podcast, which is free education. It's free, it's free education. <laughs> and it's one of the best things, not to mention it's an amazing introduction tool, but the amount of learning that I get to participate in, in a host, it's phenomenal and it's yeah. free. It's like for, if for no other reason, it's like, I will always have a podcast because it is a great forum and format to just talk about the topics that you're already interested in as a human being, because if you're interested in them, it's likely at least a few more people on planet earth are also interested in them. So it's great education and it's free and it's at your fingertips. You know, like why wouldn't we take advantage of that? So, okay. So I have three more questions for you before we yes. run out of time. And I promise I'm watching the clock, but <laughs> you and your team, how many podcasts do you guys think you edit on a weekly basis? There are hundreds of episodes that we go through. I mean, from the start, it's been 3,500 plus, you know, and we've worked with so many different kinds of podcasters from individual ones to big companies to even people who are white labeling our service. So then those people just push the episodes through because it's all of their clients that coming our way too. But yeah, I mean, I cannot tell you how many I've listened to and how many show notes I've written Uh (laughs) back in the day when I was stomping the ground doing all the things. (laughs) But it was awesome because I learned so much. And I mean, even my team, I encourage them like, Hey, take note of everything that you're listening to because it can help you in your personal life. All these people that you get introduced to on the sidelines, that's incredible. Yeah. So knowing that, I imagine through the years and through these thousands of podcasts that you've edited, that there are a couple of things that you see people do consistently well and some probably some things that you see people consistently not do so well. So if you could share with us of what are some tips of the trade to ensure that you have a great episode? And then what are some of those avoidable mistakes that we should be on the lookout for? So one of my main things is if you're going to start a podcast, be a host, learn how to be a host. And that means listening. So learn how to listen. It's great if you are chiming in when the conversation happens, but I've had a lot of people who, as the host, they're interrupting their guests the whole time. So then on our audio side of things, that's jumping into their audio. Sometimes it goes over what your guest is trying to say. I know from my transcriptionist, they always tell me it's an audible. I can't hear what they're saying because somebody's interrupted them. So find a way to be a host and learn how to be a host from listening perspective, number one. And the second thing, if you have something that comes to mind, write it down, have your little notepad and your pen and write something down if you think about it. And when your guest is done saying their thought, then we bring it up. Because if you interrupt them halfway through, your listener might not have been thinking the same thought that you were thinking about. Then you're interrupting the listener as well as your guests. So Instead, find a way to make it cohesive in that way. And then the third way I say is 
listen to other hosts, find people that you think are, man, they ask such incredible questions or, wow, I just love how they transitioned from that answer to their feedback and in seamlessly into a question like, how are they doing this? And some of the most amazing hosts like that are actually speakers. They're speakers on stages. So they know these things. They just have a way of phrasing things or reflecting it back to their guest, and that the listener learns even more just from you being such a great host. So honestly, my main things are those, like find a way to be a great host. <laughs> That's so interesting to hear because I think a lot of people say, make sure you're a good listener. But in context of this particular thing, you also have to think about yeah, you need to be a good listener because if you're cutting off your guests or talking over them or switching, it makes it really hard for the production component of this to turn out well or the show notes feel discombobulated because you were bouncing around. I had never thought about it that way. And so following that whole concept of being a great listener, not interrupting, writing it down actually helps you have a better produced show, not just a better interview experience, but also I didn't even think about how complicated that would be if you're like, oh, hold that thought. You just said something and then you're like, okay, now continue, right? Yeah. <laughs> it might work in the conversation, but in terms of translating that to the listener and in show notes, I could see how that could be pretty chaotic. Exactly. And it's a lot. I mean, sometimes it is a conversation. Like if you have two hosts, obviously you're going to banter back and forth. It's laughter. It's not shouting, but some people are like, ah, my gosh, you know, yelling over each other. And that's fine because that's not really interrupting somebody who's trying to communicate with your listeners. It's a banter and you expect it. That's part of the show. So, but that's part of knowing who you are as a host too, right? If that is what your format is, go for it. If not, hang back, listen and observe and think these things through. I, I think things. a lot of that comes back to listen to your own show. Hey, you said it first. Right? Yeah, listen to your own show. You will probably be your own worst critic. You would be the hardest coach on yourself, but listen to your own show. I think about it as a speaker. One of the biggest things that we always did is like we force ourselves to watch our footage. We would watch our footage and then we would watch it on rewind. We would watch it on fast forward. We would listen to it while not watching it. And then we would watch it on mute. And so it's like, we're looking for all these different things, but we can do the same thing with our own show. It's like, you need to be a participant of the show. You need to know what it's like to be the listener in order to be a really good host. And then I loved your comment too, of like, what are the other hosts out there that you love? Like when I love the way that they're a good host and the way they transition. And that comes from studying your craft. It's you got to find other people that you think are doing a phenomenal job and picking up those tips. And so here's my question. Who is some of your favorite hosts? The last one that I was started just recently listening to was Natalie Frank on the Independent Business Podcast. She's just, I don't know, she just hits it. It sounds like she doesn't skip a beat when she is replying to her guests. She's converting it into a question. And I'm just like, burning through those episodes, preparing for my own podcast, which has just been so inspiring. And then I just interviewed Ashley Menzies Babatunde and her voice is so calm and she just really gets you centered and just relaxed. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a good quality of a host because you need to don't sound nervous and uptight about things. You need to be 
calm and collected <laughs> as well to give your listener an even better experience. So yeah, I'm just soaking up everybody. Like I'm listening to the guests that they have on, sure. But I'm out there to study the host to really get in their shoes. Like, how are they doing this? Like, what are their methods? And just listening to everybody. And obviously you guys, your conversations are so natural. And you just like, before I know it, I forgot that I was listening because I wanted to see your style. I'm like listening because I'm drawn into the conversation. I'm like, okay, that's a good trick to draw people into the conversation. Oh yeah. So I'm learning a lot. It comes back to, I think often, not just in the podcast world and business, we forget just to study. We forget that we got to hone in on our craft. We get such in the rhythm of doing our thing that it's like, oh yeah, there's probably ways we can improve. And two best ways you can do that are listen to yourself and listen to others. That was such a good refreshing reminder for me today of like, I can't remember the last time I listened to one of my own episodes. <laughs> like, oh, to do I don't uh, go listen to my episodes. But it's a really important thing. But then also, it's not just listening to other podcasts because you enjoy the content. It's listening for the specific components of what am I trying to learn? What am I trying to gain here? Trying to figure out better transitions or better openings and better closes and listening with a purpose. And those are such, such good tips. And then my other question is, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who wants to launch a podcast? So this is actually something that I was struggling with personally, is that whole thing of imposter syndrome, like what makes me qualified to be here? And you might ask that as a newbie podcaster, somebody who's starting out, but thing is, all of us have something to offer. The main thing is you have to figure out what it is, package it, and then put it out there. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting trapped in this, why am I here? Am I allowed to be here? Turn your mindset and become the same thing I've been harping on in this episode is become a student, like have a student mindset. If you're just there learning, if you're open about how you're learning in this process, no one's going to judge you. I mean, no one's going to judge you anyways, but you yourself won't judge yourself either because you're like, I'm not imposing anybody. I'm here to learn. I'm doing this, packaging who you are and what you have to offer. And then telling people, this is how I've learned to do it on my journey. And people will be so glad you did it. Mm, you just reminded me of this quote I saw here recently, and it said, be you. There's no one else like you. So why be anyone else? And it's such a thing as we forget our own power, our own uniqueness, when we get stuck in that imposter syndrome state and you forget, it's like, oh yeah, like I am worth being here. And what I have to say is going to help someone else. And it's focusing on who you can help versus who you can't, because you're not meant to help everyone. And it's just focusing on, there's a group of people for you focus on them. Don't worry about the people who aren't for you. That's not who you're doing it for. You're doing it for the people who need it. Exactly. And I, just to add to that, if you're going out there to create a podcast that's for everyone, that's probably not the right direction for you because not everyone is going to love what you put out there. But if there's even one or two people that are touched by whatever you're doing, how you're helping them, 
like I've heard so many people say, you know, I've got this feedback from this listener and somebody who said, oh, I helped them out here. And that's just small things. And it's going to like boost you into continuing to do what you want to do and getting your podcast and your message out there. And it's just, yeah, go for that. Mm, That's such a good reminder. So before we go, Carly, tell people what exactly you guys do at We Edit Podcast. So we have involved everything from editing audio for your podcast, video editing for your video podcast, transcription, show notes. We even have a launch package for people who want some handholding on the podcast launch steps and you know the whole process. So everything is so clearly laid out on our website. If you want to find out anything about any services, we're happy to hop on calls with you, making everything as easy as possible. And obviously our main thing is people love us because of our fast turnaround and great quality. (laughs) So if you're in a, sometimes we even get people who, oh, I'm in a crunch. I need this episode done, but my editor's busy. Hey, can I sign up for your trial? Yeah, go for it. And we'll help you out, you know? Whatever we can do to make the lives of podcasters easier, because I know a lot of work goes into producing a podcast. So we're just here to help. I would second what you just said. And I can't say this about every vendor we've ever worked with, but I can say it about you guys. That's all true. You know, we just submitted, I don't know, 18 hours of content to your team to edit. Uh And I think like by yesterday, you already had like the first three episodes done since Monday. It's like you guys are crushing it. And on top of that, we've been monthly clients for over five years. And not only are you guys reliable and you do good work and you fast, you hit your deadlines, but you're also super affordable. You didn't mention that. I think you're super affordable for what you guys do. They're one of our preferred vendors. Highly recommend them. We've used them for years on multiple podcasts for multiple projects. You guys do an awesome job. And if you guys want to check them out, I will put a link in our show notes um, so you can go uh, learn about all of their services and all that they do. And Carly, thank you so much for being on the show. This was insightful and helpful. And it's so good to get a behind the scenes look at someone who was literally listened to, edited and produced thousands of episodes. So thank you so much for everyone else. Thanks for tuning in. Stick around for the recap that apparently no one else downloads, but maybe you will. (laughs) I listen to them. (laughs) I love them. They were my favorite. They're awesome. Go check it out. Be the first. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. Bye, guys. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business 
isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 